The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome along to episode 29 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. Hello, Stephen Mill. How are we? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Uh, hello there, intern Callum. Hello, Ewan Cameron. And s- now the end is near and now we face the final curtain the end is nigh because intern Callum is saying goodbye he's, I didn't think he'd say that but he did no. he found a rhyming word yeah he did well done that was good because I, I could see you struggling there <laughs> <laughs> I was searching for yeah, the words you really were you were staring <laughs> off into space and I could see he, he doesn't know what's coming out his mouth no, next. I yeah. don't but yeah intern Callum um, he's leaving leaving, leaving yeah, the podcast Callum, leaving us he's had enough he's, he's had enough not that I'm that bothered about it I mean nah, it's right. anyone can do his job exactly find another dog's body yes easy to Some, do, all, do all the rubbish work somebody else they can make the tea exactly upload the show I mean who can he who, bleep, I mean, bleep out all our swears yeah and I mean we can all upload a show I mean I can upload to Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that so I'm sure I can Aye. upload to Spotify and Apple and things like that yeah totally so yeah. you'll be easily replaced exactly uh, we'll just get I don't know a chimp in or something <laughs> like that someone <laughs> of the equivalent level something like that anyway it's going to be a great last show for you Callum uh, today's episode we will review the Scottish Cup results because that went well for your team at the weekend and we'll look ahead to tonight's match between Darvel and Falkirk it's been another stinker of a weekend for VAR across Europe so we'll dive into VAR WTF and we'll get your shouts on for if Scottish football will a farm and remember you can find us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter at Big Football Scott that's where you can follow us and we're on Instagram and Facebook as well just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast right let's get stuck into today's episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast can I just pick up on where we left off last week with the podcast mm-hmm. the contest I mentioned the contest. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. The contest. Remember the contest? I remember the contest. The TV show Seinfeld? Yeah. And George was caught doing it? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. So um, I've lasted a week. How are you boys doing? Because we did we did say last week this was going to be a competition to see who would last the longest. Mm-hmm. So I've I've done a week. Mm-hmm. The contest is on, boys. How, how, how are we doing? I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) And my wife lives in LA. So um, let's move on to the football, find out what happened at the weekend. Um, Let's start with the results. We'll get to the managerial stuff in just a wee bit, uh, and we'll get to VAR in just a wee bit as well. So just in terms of football, let's do it in chronological order, shall we? We'll start on Friday night. It was Hearts against Hamilton on the plastic pitch under the floodlights, trademark you and Cameron, and it was not the best performance from Hearts but they're through oh, the next round shut up it wasn't though you said that's the best performance Hearts have ever put in we were in second gear we didn't have to be at no, our very best I know that but even Robbie Nielsen said second half we're alright I mean we controlled the first half said, we, cre- we created a load of chances I think we kind of took our foot off the pedal I thought it was really easy it was comfortable Hamilton didn't really sh- in any way shape or form have a decent attack a decent shot on goal the goalkeeper didn't make any saves yeah I thought it was really comfortable it was a, like a training game so yeah it was comfortable we're in the quarterfinals looking forward to that and that's and all if, and if we're going to avoid Celtic or Rangers what a chance we've got to get to the semis and possibly the final because the cup is wide open this year totally. absolutely wide open let's move on to the games on Saturday uh, Air United 4 Elgin City Elgin must be spewing they must be kicking themselves I watched the highlights side game on sports scene and I feel desperately sorry for Elgin they created so many chances they should have been out of sight before that 93rd minute equaliser and that kind of took the stuffing out of them but what killed them off and we'll get to it shortly in VAR WTF the penalty that was awarded to Air United is a disgrace of a decision and that killed them off but we'll get to that shortly but I thought Elgin were outstanding and should be in the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup ended up 4-1 to Air in the end after extra time uh, Kilmarnock 
also through to the quarterfinals of the Cup. Worst game ever. Beating Dundee United by a goal to nil. It was a shocker of a game. I watched the highlights of that on sports scene and it was on for like two minutes. There was nothing to watch. There was nothing to sing home about. Is this sing home about? Write home about. Right, right, right home but you about. Can, you can sing home if you want. No, yeah. no, no, I'll just write home about. It was an awful, points, awful yeah. game. I think Dundee United had one shot on target in the game. I've not even seen any of it because I can't be bothered. But you're a Dundee United fan, you tube. Yeah, but we're really bad just now. But it's the Scottish Cup fifth round at home at Tanadice. Why are you not interested? We're not going to get to laugh at you any longer on this podcast for Dundee United's horrendous form this season. But how much longer has Liam Fox got? Uh, you see all the other players at the bottom of the ch- at the bottom of the Premiership sacking their managers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean apart from Ross County, Kilmarnock, but you know, <laughs> Motherwell are sacking more managers than <laughs> the one team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know I, I, mean. I don't. I, if he doesn't win this weekend, I, do you who, think, who are you yeah. playing this weekend? Who are you playing? What kind of Dundee United fan are you? It's just as well we're getting some sort of chimping from next week to... You need to get shot you. Ah, exactly. You were on a, you're on a sticky wicket as well. I mean, your performance levels... You're not caring. You're not caring now, are you? Okay, Look he's, at you. He's not caring. Typing away <laughs> there, beavering away. I'll edit all this out. He's updating his LinkedIn. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's not, he's not even caring. I can see Former what's on your screen. Chimp, uh, Dundee, Dundee. Put it this way, Dundee United were awful at the weekend and Kilmarnock deserved their, 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 their win. They were the better side. They were creating the better chances. Solid, compact, hard to beat. And then they took their chance really well at the corner kick. I don't know what the goalkeeper's doing. He's flapping about. Mm-hmm. And um, who was the boy that scored? I can't remember the boy's name that scored, but he got... I thought you watched the game, though. I did watch the game more than you did as a Dundee United fan. Vassal. It was Vassal that scored. Yeah, I nearly said Vaseline. Uh, Vassal scored the goal. He got ahead a, a of the goalkeeper. Who's the goalkeeper at Dundee United? Mark Birigiti. Yeah. Um, outjumped the goalkeeper who was flapping about and headed the, the ball into the empty net. So it was a good win for Kilmarnock. We play St Johnston on Saturday. I think if we lose that, Liam Fox. And whereabouts? Uh, Tanadice. Oh, you'll win that. Okay, I think you win that. See what happens on Saturday: Livingston versus Inverness. Oh, the shock of the day! I don't think anyone was predicting Inverness were going to win on Saturday. Shock Not one person. Of the day. See David Martindale after the game. <sighs> he was an angry boy. He yeah. was very, very angry. Whereas Billy Dodds was smiling from ear to ear. What a performance! And um, see that second goal from Billy McKay. I thought both these goals were absolutely tremendous finishes. Both goals are great, but that second one, even he said, I think that might be the best goal I've scored in my career. Yeah. That was an outstanding finish into the top corner, gave the goalkeeper no chance. But do you know what was really disappointing? For a Scottish Cup fifth round game with a chance to get into the quarterfinals, there was one man in his dug in that stadium. And when the camera panned around the stand, there were three empty stands with like 20 Inverness fans in the corner. It's embarrassing. Get that sorted out. Hand out free tickets no. to the kids. For a, for a start, let's not slag off the people who did actually turn up. No, it's I'm not, not slagging them off. It's not their fault. No, but I'm, just, I'm talking about Livingston. There's just, no, there's just nobody turns up to their games. They need to now just start handing free tickets out. Just fill that stadium. Do you not think and then they might, probably tried and, that? And then they'll go and buy pies and they'll buy drinks and they can make some money from that as well. But that was just embarrassing to see those empty stands at Livingston. I think it's shocking. I just don't like the look of it. They need to do something there. I don't know what it is, but I think it's maybe go into schools, encourage kids to come and watch the do, football. Do you not think they've probably been doing that for well, years? Well, keep doing it. Keep doing it then. Get, get the stands filled. <laughs> right. Just do it. <laughs> right. It's going to cost you nothing because nobody's sitting in those seats anyway. But, but, but they're... they're they will be trying this no no but it costs don't you think it's quite difficult Livingston they are in a place where you know Livingston's a new town anyway so uh, people moving to Livingston probably supported other teams before or certainly their their dads and their mums and all the rest they would have you've got Hibs and Hearts to the east of you you've got Celtic and Rangers to the west of you it's quite a difficult position that they're in and they're doing really well on the pitch what more can they do what What, more can they do what did I just say I just said, give the tickets out for free. I'm um, I'm willing to put put my mortgage on the fact that they've done that before. In fact, they did it earlier on the season, did they not? Keep doing it. That's my point. Just keep doing it. Fill those seats. See on Scottish Cup Day, there you go to the local kids in the school. Come to the game. Give us your support. Back us. Get us through the quarterfinals. And they didn't do that. Fill the seats. Give them to the kids. Give it to the local community. September 
last year, this season, they gave away 2,000 free tickets to school children. Keep so doing are, it. But they are doing it. But no, we keep doing it. Every week, keep doing it. That's like every, every second week, do it. Yeah. Why do you got your head in your hands? Why is it? Because you, you, you said they need to do something. Why don't they give tickets to school children? And that's exactly what they've been doing. Once. No. No, no, once. How do, you, but how do you know it's once? Well, you yeah. just told me the date. It was September last yeah, year. because that's the first article I saw. Right, so you, but they're not doing it every week. How do you know? Well, how do you know they're not? How do you know they are? Well, they're not. <laughs> anyway. They wouldn't have enjoyed it on Saturday had they turned up anyway because no, they got had, pumps three no, now. No, but had they turned up, it might have swung it in their favour because of the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, so, wait, because wait, wait, there's Almondville no- Primary Threes there. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think so, you. There's nothing more annoying than a screaming eight-year-old. Yeah. Right. If you've got if you've got two thousand screaming eight-year-olds in a stadium. That could work in your favour and go against Inverness. So that could have, that could have made it. You're laughing because could, you're making a ludicrous point. You've dug yourself a hole. Exactly. I'm not digging myself any hole here. What I'm saying is, fill the seats. Just to clarify, though, if there'd been two thousand school children there on Saturday, Livingston might have not got beat three 0 they would have won. Oh, sharp, sharp. Yeah, if, if there was more nah. fans in their back no, end, Livingston, and turned not, it, I'm not even giving you the platform and, and, and to, turned to say it into, a, into a cauldron of noise, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? They would have spooked Inverness back up the road and sent them home to think again, and Inverness would have been out, and Livingston would have gone through. Right. Right. I'm and just right. telling you, absolutely right. they screwed the up. Even <laughs> by your standards, this is insane. Uh, Wraith Rovers 3, Motherwell 1. Um, again, I think everyone before the game thought that's where the shot was going to be and it absolutely proved so. I mean, Wraith Rovers are on decent form. Uh, a long unbeaten run in the Championship and Motherwell are obviously absolutely honking and haven't won since October. So it wasn't much of a shock that Wraith Rovers won. Was it a shock that Stevie Hamill got the bullet after the game though? Nah. Nah. It's kind of been on the cards, hasn't it? I yeah. thought Wraith Rovers were really good. Again, I just watched the highlights, but they were so, so good. They were well up for it. And there were 4,500 fans in the stadium, mostly eight-year-olds yeah. from the local <laughs> primary school. I actually met... <laughs> See the difference it made? I met it's a couple of... Motherwell hate think again. I met a couple of Motherwell fans on the train on Saturday when I was getting the train to work, and I was like, so he's confident about the day? And they went, absolutely not. Good to be. And I was like, ah, you know, I was like, sometimes... You thought that in the last round against uh-huh. Arbroath and stuff like that as well. And he was like, no, no, we're definitely going to get beat today. And they did. So. Ishmael Consalves' third goal was a cracker. I mean, the keeper shouldn't get beat at his near post like that. Um, the first goal that Motherwell conceded, again, it was a goalkeeper mistake. He had a poor, poor afternoon. Neither wonder he was nearly in tears in the, the interview after the game because you'll probably think he was at fault. And for Stevie Hamill... Lovely guy! I, know I like that him so much. This is the problem Shame. when you appoint a legend. Sort of club legend yeah. as your manager and it doesn't work out. Um, do you think he maybe could have got a wee bit more time or are they just panicking now? The team the team looked really scared and quite frightened against Stuart Kettlewell as an interim charge wouldn't surprise me if he takes over full time obviously got experience at Ross County I saw Jim Goodwin's in the run for the gig linked yeah. with Tam Courts today as well and Tam Courts yeah. Tam Courts was, is he not out of a job now? he is yeah. did he not great answer Cyprus? he went to Hungary but close. you know we'll get there close, close enough well, Cyprus is Cyprus is how far away from Hungary? Uh, probably as far away as we are from Hungary I would say that far? Cyprus is I know where Cyprus is it's a five hour flight yeah and so I'm, where's Hungary a two and a half hour flight I'd say I've never been to Hungary I've never been Have to you, Hungary are you just guessing that I'm guessing that so you're saying the, what you're saying then is that Hungary is actually halfway to Cyprus it's equidistant I would say as the crow flies what was your guesses uh, quite far I would say right, well, well, well if, you, if you think about it so, so the length of Britain is about like the, the, 600 no 700 no, miles it's something like it maybe, for people who can't see Stephen's using his hands to show you how big Britain is no like <laughs> so the, the, the Isle of Britain is probably I think it's a wee bit more than that it's not about 800 anyways but 800 miles I would say so if you turn Britain on its side and then go like that you probably are getting to sort of like I don't know like Switzerland south of France sort of South. No, we're not getting that far. You not think? I don't think we're getting that far. Mm. If you turn, Britain's bigger than you think. Well, I I know it's eight hundred miles or something. 
Like you know, oh, like, like so. So for example, um, one of the stations in our group, MFR, which broadcasts to the Highlands that we're on, yeah, um, that is they broadcast to the size of Belgium. So just just one radio station broadcasts the to the size of yeah, Belgium. but Belgium's not that big. I know, but that's what I'm saying is if you turn it on its side and point and then, it downwards, and then point it downwards, I think it's probably bigger than you think. I think you're getting towards the southeast of France. And then, therefore, you're getting to Switzerland, and then you've got like Czech Republic. Right, but where, where's, Hungary, where's Hungary in relation to Cyprus? <laughs> well, no, because you've got. Well, I've been to Bratislava, right? Which is in, which isn't in I've, I've been no. to Prague, which you also isn't. In Hungary. I know, yeah, I know, it's I, know not. I know, but they're all quite so. They're Vienna, all close. Vienna, and that, and Budapest, they're all quite close to Bratislava. Because we went to Bratislava and we got the bus to Vienna for the day, and we played snooker. Um, you got on a bus, yeah. From Bratislava to go to Vienna to play snooker. No, we didn't go to play snooker. But <laughs> that's, that's what you said. Yeah, I, I know that's what I said, but that's what we did. Um, so that, you that, did. Was, that wasn't the intention. <laughs> you ended up going to Vienna. We went to I mean, one of, the one famous <laughs> for you know, gondolas, the canals, and you played snooker. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> this oh. is so weird. No, no, no. Oh. What's Vienna famous for? What's Vienna famous for? Gondolas. Uh-huh. Well, that's and, Venice, yeah. And canals. That's Venice, <laughs> not Vienna. Vienna's oh, no, the capital of Austria. <laughs> Can I get a bus to Venice for Bratislava? <laughs> you could have got a water bus. No, I, I couldn't have. I couldn't have. Um, oh, you're right. I Vienna is Austria. Yeah. What's What's the canals? Venice. Venice. There you go. The bus start with V. I do. I mean, I can see roughly where you were getting mixed up there, but okay. Can we just get to the actual? point here no I was so, saying that I was on the bus to to play snooker to Vienna not to play snooker but to go to Vienna because uh-huh. it was only like 50 minutes on the bus oh that's quite close and Vienna has some interesting <laughs> bylaws that during the day you can't drink at ground level right so all <laughs> pubs and bars you can't get a drink right and the only place we could get a drink was a snooker hall <laughs> and we had to go upstairs to a snooker hall so if you're a but that's above ground level Aye, I know, but I said I said, I, I said at ground level you can't get a drink. That's above ground level, so, so that's you can fine. Go upstairs. You can go upstairs or downstairs, <laughs> but you can't get a drink at ground level. So you, you get in the middle, no, but anything in between. If there's one thing I didn't think I'd be talking about, it would be Vienna alcohol bylaws. So, so you can go in a basement or you can go into the roof, but you can't drink. You at can't drink level. at ground level. Okay, so can we get during, back? But only during the day. During the day, but at night, but at night you're okay. fine. Right. So, what's so what, the, what was so, the question? So what's, so what's the distance between from Glasgow to Hungary? No. Nope. And then Hungary? No, I've just asked the distance between Hungary. I, I don't know. Like, you need to give us, I would say. Are twi- you know, you're talking miles. 1,200 miles. You? I would go maybe 2,000. Mental. 1,127. Well done. Right. Okay. So. Right. So what's, and, the, di- what's, the, difference, what's the distance from Glasgow to Hungary? Budapest, say, for example. Uh, yeah, hold on. You just. Uh, 1,144 Right, so <laughs> I was right It's equidistant It's actually pretty impressive yeah, yes. you, were seven, <laughs> you were 17 miles out I was 17 miles out Thank you very much We got there eventually yeah. but I mean, We went right round Europe And we were on a gondola in a canal But we got there in the end So next Motherwell manager um, <laughs> <laughs> Who are we going for then? Who well Jim think? Goodwin's on the shortlist I saw that Tam Courts I didn't know Was on the shortlist There's somebody else Kettlewell was on the shortlist yep. I did see somebody else's face can't remember who it was but I think they might go away they might go away with Tam Courts by the way yeah. Tam Courts had a decent show with the job he did at Dundee United did he not finish fourth in his first season he did and then he thought he was better than Dundee United went to Hungary I don't think that's quite what happened but well I think that's that's, I, the, that's the case is it not I think Tam Courts probably left while his Stock was, was high. high. Yeah, yes, I think yes, that was yeah. probably it. That was a good move. Yeah, it was. Didn't I mean, work out, though. Didn't work out in Hungary, which, as we know, is equidistant between here and Cyprus. Um, so, yeah, finished 3-1 to Wraith Rovers on Saturday. Also on Saturday, Celtic 5-1 winners uh, against St Mirren. Uh, sorry, slow first half. Second half, Celtic just overpowered them. And obviously the sending off helped as well. See, for 75 minutes, there's nothing in the game. I we'll, watched the highlights. We'll how, many time, how many times have I said that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I did watch... All the highlights of that game. Did you watch that? And highlight? in that 75 minutes, when Celtic were only one up, I thought St Mirren were well in the game. 
Celtic, although they powered on in one five one, I think that they were not great, but mm-hmm. they did what they needed to do. They scored some good goals. I could, think, could you could you I not think, say could you not say I, Celtic were in second gear? I think the pen I think the penalty It's not all about just getting through to the next round of the draw. I think the penalty was the turning point and that sending off. I'm not saying it wasn't a penalty. But I think the sending off had a huge bearing on that game. We'll get to that. And we'll get to that reason. shortly. But having said that, though, Celtic still deserved it, but it was a tight game. Okay. And yesterday we had Rangers 3, Partick Thistle 2. What a game. Really good game. Did you watch the highlights? I um, watched the highlights last night. <laughs> you watched the highlights Extended last night? Extended highlights because I don't have via play. Yeah. Um, Rangers didn't play well again. They didn't play well. They like, really didn't. Michael Beale well. was not a happy man afterwards. He wasn't. But again, how many how many games is that unbeaten? That's a few now. 14, 13, 14, something like that. He's on a great run of form, but the team aren't playing particularly great. He didn't start with Ken and um, Roof, and they both came on at half time, so he wasn't happy being 1 0 down. And again, we'll get to that penalty decision shortly mm-hmm. for Partick Thistle. But let's talk about the sportsmanship from Michael Beale. That was unbelievable. Well done to that boy. It's a, it's, a, it's a boy of integrity. He did the right thing. Why are you shaking your head? You're right, but isn't it just the bare minimum you should do in that in, in that scenario? Okay, then let me put this question to you. Then there's 14 minutes to go in an old firm game, and you're one nil up. Is he doing that? There would be a riot if he did. Because but, like, but you're saying it's a bare minimum. No, I know. Right? No. Or do you think he does that against Celtic? I have no idea. I'm asking you. Well, you, you, you if you you have an opinion, you share your opinion with us. This is your final chance to have an opinion. Proper ever. opinion. Do you think Michael Beale allows Kiego <sighs> Kiogo to walk through the Maida or something. To walk through the McGregor. Who? McGregor. Anyone but Kiogo because you can't see his name. Because he's a striker. Yeah. Right. Are they going to? Al- he, he was a. He's number 10. <laughs> well reversed there. Well reversed. <laughs> right? Are they going to allow him to walk through the Rangers defence at Ibrox to score a goal to equalise with 10 minutes ago? Does Michael Beale allow that to happen? Yes, based on yesterday. Yes. I think he does as well because he's a boy of integrity. He's a boy of... He, he, you, you have to do the right thing at that moment and he did. Now, I know there's some Rangers fans who are upset with him for doing it. There's lots of Rangers fans upset. The replies to your tweet were pretty much split down the middle. Split down the middle. But that... See, when I was reading those messages, I was thinking, imagine that was Celtic. <laughs> and they ended up finishing 1-1 or something. What about if that was to... If it was a... Just say... A league decider. A league decider. Do you do it? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would... Give opinion. If, if, I, if I were... <laughs> I, I'd be livid if I was... Some Fernland versus Falkirk, last livid. day of the season. Not a chance. There's your level chance. on points, and yeah. if they get the point, they go up. 77 minutes on the clock. No. Your manager goes, let them walk into the goal. No, absolutely not. Not a chance. They'd be but, a then, but, then, but then your league title would be tainted. No, it wouldn't. You'd be known as cheats for the rest of your life. No. You but, would. Okay, you in Scottish Cup final. Hearts are playing Hibs. Same thing happens. 77 minutes. Hearts go 1-0 up. Do you let Hibs run through to score? Yes. I would. Because I just think we are better than that. We're no cheats. And we're not going to so cheat. Did, so did, we're so not going to cheat our way to a victory. So did Tillman cheat then? Tillman, I... Th- no, I wouldn't say... That's a really good question. I don't think Tillman cheated. Well, you, you, you said it was cheating, so he must no, have cheated. I, no, no. I, I, <laughs> yes, that's I what you said. You, you, you said. you think, said if they, they said it was cancelling out cheating, so that means Tillman cheated. No, no, hold on a second. I'm not saying that Tillman cheated. What I think happened in that moment, which a lot of Rangers fans are arguing, right, is that the ball is given back to Partick Thistle. The boy who takes control of the ball doesn't he control it he takes like three or four touches and it bounces away and Tillman nips in takes it round him and then goes and scores a goal I wouldn't call that cheating I just don't think he realised what was going on but you did just call it cheating no 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 I, I think that's why that's why there's a debate here that's why some Rangers fans are going no 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 hold on a second he was fouled he was stamped on etc 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 right so there's a I can understand both arguments in regards to the incident involving Tillman that's my point. Mm-hmm. 
and that's all I have to say on the matter. Right. He wasn't cheating. So if that exact same scenario happened... Then I don't want him to go up the ball in the back of the net. Okay, so you've just completely changed. Wait, what? So, so if that exact, <laughs> the exact same thing happens... Uh-huh. The exact same thing happens in a Scottish, in a Scottish Cup, Cup final. final. Hearts versus Hibs. Yes. If the exact same thing happens and it's Lauren Shanklin yeah, mm-hmm. running on through yeah. and he scores... I celebrate the goal and I don't want Robbie Nielsen pulling it back. Right. In the exact same situation, I get why Rangers fans were upset. So you think Michael Beale got it wrong then? No. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you tie yourself in knots? I don't, because you're asking me about what I would feel for my team. Yeah. So Rangers are not my team, so what Michael Beale did yesterday needs to be applauded. And if I was FIFA, I'd be giving him an award for sporting integrity because that was a brilliant gesture what he did very similar to what Paolo Di Canio did Everton were in relegation uh, places in the Premiership and the goalkeeper I think broke his leg and Di Canio had an open goal he scored into for Everton and he caught the ball it's for West Ham against Everton you're right Mm -hmm. and he caught the ball he caught the ball right okay so I totally get that but but now, now we're talking about different things I want to talk about the instant yesterday first, hey, Michael, of all, first of all let me just have a wee timeline of what you said there you said it was amazing what Michael Beale did he did um, and if something similar happened if it was Hearts versus Hibs you would let Hibs walk it into the goal even if it was a Scottish Cup final and it was a big game or whatever you but if it's similar to because it was the right thing to do yeah but if it's because you, you didn't want to win a title through cheating is what you said mm-hmm. So that implied that Marek Tillman had cheated. And then you said, no, no he hadn't no, no, cheated no. yesterday. No. And actually, it was just a wee bit of misunderstanding. Uh, so Michael Beale was wrong no. to let Partick Thistle do so that. So you're trying to twist it to make me sound daft. <laughs> no, right? no. You're asking, that's, that's what you said. You're asking me from my perspective, watching it as a neutral, what Michael Beale did was superb. And I applaud the man for doing it. As much as Alan McGregor clearly hated it, because... He didn't want him that, no, that boy to score. But he had to do it because the manager instructed him to do it. What I'm saying is, well done, Michael Beale. However, if it was Hearts that were in that situation, in a similar situation as Tillman, I would be going, don't be giving Hibs a go because the Hibs player messed up when he receives a ball. That's why it's different because I'm, 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 it's with my heart. <laughs> shut up, my heart would be ruling up. my head no no you're no absolutely well, you'd be the same shut up you I'm telling you right now this morning you're thinking Michael Beale well done right well done Michael Beale I mean uh, yeah it is it's I mean, amazing it's uh, amazing but what you did was amazing but if, if I'm a Rangers fan I'm like what are you doing if, if you've just outlined the scenario of Marek Tillman taking advantage of the fact that Kevin Holt can control the ball pop, uh, properly yeah and you said, aye, that's, that's fine. Like, it's fair game. But fair play for Michael Beale doing that. But why? Because if you believe that Marek Tillman hasn't done anything wrong, why should he let Partick Thistle score? Because I think that he did the right thing because of what led to the ball being thrown to Holt. And he was about to clear it up the line. Mm-hmm. But I think because Holt has messed up the control of the ball, and he's touched it two or three times and it's bounced to Tillman. That's almost irrelevant because he was just trying to control the ball and then play it back. Listen, I think there's a bit of a misunderstanding (laughs) and Tillman scores a goal and Michael Beale does the right thing. And that's all this to it. And I think Michael Beale deserves a medal for that. I think he deserves a round of applause for that. If that that was Dunfermline, if if Michael Beale was in charge of Dunfermline and that had happened, I'd be like, what are you doing? Sack him. No, I wouldn't say sack him, but I was like, come on. off your head. Yeah, if it's a big important game. Now I get yesterday, Rangers versus Partick Thistle. Rangers probably would have gone on and won anyway. That's what I was asking. And they they did yesterday. And they were always going to win that game. But if it was Celtic or a Hearts or a Hibs and they needed the points, would they have done it? I'm not so sure. We'll never know. But we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Anyway, that was good. You managed to... No, I didn't. No, I didn't. You were trying to make me... Like a contortionist there. I think, no, listen, everyone can... It's a can, really horrible image in my head. Exactly. Um, everyone can listen to that and make their own minds up. And I know if you've got a brain inside your head, uh, what you'll make up. Uh, elsewhere, we have 
Darville versus Falkirk tonight. Let's round off the cup action first. Um, Falkirk dropping points last week. Uh, just just a, a wee reminder, you and Cameron, what, what did you say the scenario was going to be this time last week? Did you say that Falkirk were going to beat Aloha and then Dunfermline lose on Saturday and the, and the gap would be down to two points. But, you know, that's really confusing because I've looked at the table just there and the table doesn't seem to say that. So I, I don't know what went wrong. We'll get to that in just a wee second. But Darvo versus Falkirk tonight. Falkirk win. Falkirk win. Mm-hmm. Confident? Yeah. You think Darvo, no chance, played really well against Aberdeen, put a premiership side, playing a League One side tonight? I think it'll be close. But mm-hmm. I think you always see this happen when a, a wee team, a, a, a minnow, knocks out a big club. The next round they normally get. We call Falkirk a, a minnow. I mean, they they beat Aloe in the last mm, round. I was talking about Darville, mate. All oh, right, okay, sorry. You should be clear about that. Yeah. Um, so I think Falkirk wins tonight. It'll be close, and it could even go the extra time. But I think Falkirk will ultimately win. Okay, okay, right. That's fine. We'll again revisit that. And congratulations to Darville for making it through to the next round <laughs> uh, after Ewan's prediction, of course. Uh, elsewhere on Saturday, a big win in the championship for Morton, and this is how. Crazy the championship is. Morton have been on a honking runny form, yet they win on Saturday and that's them back in the playoffs. So, it's unbelievable, isn't it? So Queen's Park um, were leading. Morton obviously coming back and winning by three goals to two. So welcome relief for Dougie Emery. Uh, Queen's Park still four points clear at the top of the table from Air United, but Air have a game in hand. And then Dundee winning yesterday against Cove Rangers 3-0 uh, that means that the gap is a lot closer at the top I think it's what a point or two yes. and they've got a game in hand as well Dundee have another game in hand yeah so again I think Queen's Park will fall off a cliff they'll, I think they'll be alright in the playoffs mm-hmm. but I think Dundee will win the league I say it every single week and I'm sticking by it that prediction will be true Dundee are winning the league title and promotion to the Premiership you heard it here first OK League 2 Albion Rovers nil. East Fife 1 Dumbarton 2 Annan 1 uh, 4 for 1 Stenny 1 uh, so both teams extending their unbeaten runs under their new managers and Stranraer nil. Bonnie Rig Rose 1 Dumbarton top of the table and extending their lead against Stirling Albion who weren't playing at the weekend because Elgin were playing in the cup and finally in League 1 at the weekend there was a, a quite dramatic game, wasn't there, you and Cameron? There was. There was a, a very dramatic game. And we were on air on Saturday on the big Saturday football show. So, yes, we were. So if you listened to it, you may have heard this happening. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shut I'm up. laughing. Shut up. Play, play the sound effect. Can I, can I reveal what's happened? <laughs> big Saturday football show with me, you and Cameron, Stephen Mill. Steve Cowan, producer Finn's here as well. Uh, just bringing you up to date with what's happening in League One. Big game at the top of the table. Dunfermline are playing Airdrie on the plastic pitch in Airdrie. Dunfermline did score, but the goal was chopped off That's for offside. And uh, we are hearing the goal was actually onside, so the referee got wow. that wrong. And Airdrie have just taken a lead against the table wow. toppers. Dunfermline. So as it stands, they're only four ahead of Falkirk in the league table after Falkirk's one-one draw with uh, Aloha earlier in are the you week. Pleased? Oh, I'm delighted, mate. <laughs> so that was Ewan at the start, and then obviously Airdrie took a three-goal lead in the second half. I was singing Tony Christie's Amarillo. You were. <laughs> you were. That was very, Tra-la-la, very... Tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, Falkirk. Tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, Falkirk. I even got the producer of the show to actually cut me a little clip of that song mm. and I was playing it on the show as well it was such a beautiful moment it was really really annoying but then what happened was fantastic you want to talk us through what happened after you and Cameron was... no I don't recall what happened I remember when it was well, 3-0 to I'll remind you uh, Dunfermline champions elect of League One came storming back and won by four goals to three coming back from three goals down and you and Cameron that's the signy champions is it not you're still to play Falkirk twice. Seven points clear at the top of the league. You're still, Having played the same games. You're still to play Falkirk twice. Mm-hmm. There's still a long way to go. I wouldn't be counting my chickens just yet. Can I ask a question? A couple of weeks ago, when Dunfermline were in front and Falkirk were about five, maybe seven points behind, you said you'd rather be Falkirk. What about now? Which team would you rather be now? Where would you rather be? Would you rather be the team seven points clear at the top of the league, uh, unbeaten since October, or would you rather be Falkirk who are seven points behind? I would rather be Lewis Hamilton just now. <laughs> right, yeah. Aye. As, as I thought so. As I thought so. So, um, 
just <laughs> unbelievable. But but well done, well done. An amazing second half comeback. Look at what happened in the weekend. What? Livingston got beat from Inverness and nobody expected that. I wouldn't be celebrating just yet because football's a funny old game. That's why we love it. Falkirk could still turn that around. Okay, they won't though because Dunfermline have pretty much won the league. There you go. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, we've already spoken about Stevie Hamill getting sacked. Let's talk about Ian McCall losing his job oh, at part of Thistle, yes. It wasn't for the defeat against Rangers. It was for the previous results when they lost to Cove and Hamilton, two teams at the bottom of the table, back-to-back at home. That's that's what's cost him his job. Why didn't they sack him then? a week ago? It might be because they didn't know who they were going to get to replace him, but they might already know who that is, which is why they were very quick to react after well, the game yesterday. Chris Dillon is in temporary charge. He's in charge of the academy at Partick Thistle, so he's in temporary charge and obviously a bit of Thistle legend as well. But the entire team are gone. I mean, Archibald, McCall, they're all gone. Neil Scally. Neil yep. Scally, they're all oh. gone. They, I mean, they got shot them all. Normally what happens is that one goes and the other just kind of hangs about until somebody new comes in. Now, I watched uh, Ian McCall's interview after the game yesterday and they were asking him about back to league business next week and trying to get back on track and he gave a pretty full yeah he did answer and he had no idea that was coming no idea that was coming but their recent form in the league has been poor as I said the other week there you don't know what you're going to get from Partick Thistle they're one of those teams you do not put in your coupon because one week they can be sensational the following week they can be absolutely awful and I thought they were actually decent against Rangers do you think that it's overall the right decision? time will tell won't it Stephen? Well, I mean, well, the posh. You're, you're, you're wanting what a my... shit answer that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, uh, if you can ask me anything, and I'll just go, well, time will tell. Because, yeah, yeah, we will know in time. In but, time, we'll tell. But I'm asking you to predict to you and Cameron. I think the way that Partick Thistle have played this season, it probably is the right decision because they're still in with a wee chance of getting into the playoffs. And they probably thought that Ian McCall might not get them there. Maybe they need a new set of um, ideas fresh ideas someone new to come in and maybe for the push for the last few games of the season I did see quite a lot of Partick Thistle fans saying that you know they love Ian McCall and you know got a lot of respect for him obviously second time in charge as well yeah um, but a lot of Partick Thistle fans saying he's maybe reached the ceiling that's the ceiling meeting yes. McCall they need someone else to push them on a wee bit I have some stats from a Thistle fan that I know and so in 2021 to 22 uh, they played 38 games 121 uh, 55% win percent it's not bad it's decent and since 2022 January till now they played 55 games 121 lost 23 and a 38% win percentage mm. that kind of says it all yeah there's a drop off there isn't there yeah definitely so uh, we'll see what happens with Partick Thistle but we have lots and lots to get through of this La gente esta muy loca what the fuck Okay, let's start yesterday at the Rangers game. First of all, the Partick Thistle penalty that put Partick Thistle in front, Ewan Cameron, it was a handball, Antonio Cholak. Penalty or not? No. Never a penalty in a million years. And neither was a Tillman penalty. It was never a penalty in a million years. That challenge was outside the box. And VAR looked at it and they still gave the penalty. Is it not the case that there has been a change in the rules so that if the foul continues into the box there wasn't a foul that continued into the box though I didn't see a foul continue into the box the foul occurred outside the box and he fell in the box so I don't think that was a penalty and I don't, don't think the Cholai one was a penalty he's like a yard away he's a yard away and he heads it into his hand now see if it was going actually if it was actually going on target then it's a penalty does that make sense? Well, in your head, yes, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, so I, let, me I, I think... let, let me explain this to you, right? Because you clearly don't understand the laws of the game, and I don't want to be googling IFAB again to educate you. But let me educate you once again, right? If that header was heading towards the goal mm-hmm. and it hits Cholak's hand, it's a penalty and possibly a red card. And we'll get to what happened at St Mirren Celtic in just a second. But because the header was a cross goal and it hits his arm, I don't think it is a penalty. There's there's a slight variation there to the rule. So because you're stopping the ball going towards goal and possibly stopping a goal, 
What if the ball? That's was, a penalty. What if the ball was getting headed back to somebody who doesn't matter? Had it happen? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. If the shot is on target or the header is on target and it strikes your hand, it's going to be a penalty and possibly a red card, depending on where your arms are positioned. But when it's in a situation like what happened with Cholak at that corner, where the header gets put back across goal and it strikes his arm, that's not a penalty for me. I don't think it's a penalty either. Right, so we're right. Tillman and Cholak's not a penalty, so we can move on. I don't think... Anybody knows the handball rule. I just told including you. The, no, well, why did they give a penalty? I know, I've read the IFAB rules. <laughs> but, but why did they give a penalty then? Just call me Mr. IFAB. But why did they give a penalty? I know better than the referees in Scotland. Okay. They're useless. Okay, fair enough. Right, no penalty, no penalty. Call me Mr. IFAB. St. Mirren, red card ah. and penalty. Ah. What are you thinking? It is a penalty. Yeah. No doubt about that. But the red card is an atrocious decision. The boy sliding to block the shot. His arms are going to have to be somewhere. And it strikes his arm. Yes, the ball's heading towards goal, but that's not intentional. See if it was like a, a Luis Suarez for Uruguay against Ghana at the World Cup where he makes a spectacular save. I get why that's a red card, 100%. But referees have got to use common sense there. Yes, it's a penalty, but it's never a red card. The boy didn't intend to, to, to save that way's hand. There was another example of something similar on Saturday. Callum Smith got sent off for Airdrie against Dunfermline. That's right. Turning point in the match. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it was a kind of... Yeah, seen it. You know, hit his hand. What did you think? thought a red card was very harsh. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I agree with you. thought it was harsh. I mean... It changed the game. Also, just before it, the... Airdrie keeper who was already on a yellow card yeah. slid out to, coll- to collect the ball and handled it outside the box so he should have been sent off for that um, so I think the referee was probably thought oh I've made a mistake there I'm going to have to sorry this sorry this way yeah exactly um, I thought I, I agree with you I think it was a penalty but I thought it was really harsh what is just so annoying is you see something like that and I know it's a different league but then you see West Ham versus Chelsea on Saturday <laughs> And they're one of the most ludicrous decisions I've ever seen in my life. He um, saves it. Suchek. It, it, Suchek saves saves the ball. It's the corner. He, tips, he tips it round the post. Connor Gallagher takes a shot with his left foot, and Suchek is sliding and blocking. But he puts it's, his left hand out and actually saves it. Mister Mister Ifab, like what what is happening? Like what is happening? Why can't they just decide on the handball rule and say that's it? There seems to be mass confusion across many leagues, many games, yes, many countries. What I found really quite baffling about the game at West Ham against Chelsea was that the referee's position. I can see that why he didn't in, in give it because I don't think he sees it because the position is Suchek. That's what VL's for. That's my point. So I get why the referee didn't give it but to not allow the referee to go and have a look at it because VAR must then look at it and go, right, was that a clear and obvious error from the referee? Yes, is the answer. 100 million percent. The referee hasn't seen it, so that's a clear and obvious error. I think you should go and have a look at that. To not even allow the referee to go and have a look at that was scandalous. So that was a penalty 100%. I think there's some inconsistencies and it's human error and it's not just happening in Scotland, it's happening all over Europe. Was it Arsenal-Brentford? Goal was onside, oh. and the did the you? Goal was there, 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 there was actually you're, you're, you're getting emotional talking about it. There, right? <laughs> <laughs> Huge see, Arsenal see game. Arsenal Brentford game, right? So Arsenal won the lab. They're going for the league title for the first time in I don't know how many years. Huge game for them at the Emirates Stadium, and the Brentford equaliser. I think there was two offsides, and what happened? It, it took three minutes to determine whether Pinnock was offside. That they forgot to draw the lines for the most important part of the goal was the actual header across goal to Ivan Tony to put in the back of the net. The boy was clearly offside. It was a shocking decision. Are we reaching the stage where, like, should we just bin VAR and go back to how it was? No, because again, I'll just point you in the right direction. I don't know the stats in front of me, but I did read it on Saturday night that VAR have got more right than wrong. And, 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 And in fact, VAR has contributed to more goals being scored than ever before. Okay. So it works, but you're still getting the human error and you're still getting some mistakes. But let's be honest about it, they're, n- they're few and far between. When you look at the amount of football matches that are played across the country and across Europe, it's only one or two decisions that really make a headline across Europe. So I think generally speaking, it's it's decent. Would you get rid of VAR? 
Nah, I think it's quite a good laugh, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably keep it just for, just for the laughs. But do you think you. it's helped the game? No. Not you, think, you think it's hindered the game? Yeah, I think it's made everything just... Because we spend ages talking about it and... You know, super but it gives you something to talk about. But I think most no, of the time, lots but, of stuff but, to talk but, about. But, like wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be fair to say that most of the time they get it right? Well, yeah, as a percentage. that's good then. But I can. But there's. We've just spoken about three or four examples this weekend where they got it wrong. Yeah, okay, but that's going to happen because it's humans that are in control of that. It's not a robot. Mm-hmm. Humans make mistakes. How many mistakes have you made during this podcast? Zero. No, you made a few. Intern Callum for 29 podcasts, he's Loads. made mistakes every week. Hundreds, yeah. Hundreds. That's why we got a shot of him. That's why he's leaving. He keeps putting the wrong episode number out when he I, totally. it every I, single week. I don't know. Like It's like you're in some sort of time delay or something. I mean, you and how many mistakes have you made? I don't make mistakes. On this podcast. I offer an opinion and sometimes my opinion is wrong. I sometimes make a prediction and sometimes I'm wrong. So right? Are they not, but they don't count as mistakes. They're not mistakes because I don't intentionally go out my way to make a mistake. You're literally making a mistake describing that you don't make mistakes. I yeah, don't make sure. mistakes. By having an opinion you're on something... You're in some sort of mistake... No. ...inception here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make mistakes. You ask me my opinion, I give you it. That's you not get a mistake. It, but you get it wrong sometimes. No, I don't get it wrong. Your opinion's always right. So if you give a prediction that it's wrong, it's not wrong. <laughs> Like, for example, you said Falkirk would beat Aloha last week. They didn't beat Aloha, so therefore that was wrong, just by its very definition. Yeah, I, yeah but that's... That, <laughs> just to give you a definition here, dictionary.com, an act or judgment that is misguided or wrong. <laughs> but you don't make mistakes. You don't make mistakes. Well, when it comes to predictions, you can't be right all the time. So you make... But you no, mistakes. I, 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 accept, I accept that. But you just said I, I don't. I don't make mistakes. But we've just given you several examples where you have. Okay, I, but yeah, but I don't get my way. Air <laughs> United. Me. I'm not daft or stupid. On Saturday. Okay, well. I didn't know that you were in Vienna when I thought you were in Venice. Yeah. But that's mean, not a mistake. That's not a mistake. That's not a mistake. That's not a mistake. But you got it wrong. <laughs> you just got it wrong. No, I just misheard you. That's fine. That's not a mistake. Because I misheard doesn't mean it was a mistake. There's a difference between mishearing and, mis- and, 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 and intentionally making a mistake. So sometimes I mishear. But mistakes don't have to be intentional. Yeah, but I didn't make a mistake there. I misheard what he said. I thought he said Vienna. He did say Vienna. I did say Vienna. <laughs> okay, I made a mistake there. Right, okay, right. <laughs> did John Beaton make a mistake at Somerset oh, Park on Saturday? Oh, John Beaton! Plank! What are you doing, man? How is that a penalty? How is that a penalty? So Elgin were outstanding for 90 minutes. You watched the highlights. I watched the highlights. They battered Air United. Literally battered them off the park. Air United got a corner in the last minute of the game. It's the worst corner you'll ever see. It's the scrappiest goal you'll ever see. And it equalises. It's an equaliser for Air United against Elgin. What a heartbreak for them. And then you think, right, regroup, go again for extra time. And then John Beaton finds a penalty. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it's a penalty. I don't know what he sees. I was watching the game, right? Now, obviously, this is one of the games that didn't have VAR as well. No, it didn't have VAR. Do you think if it did have VAR, he wouldn't have given the penalty? It's overturned. That'll be overturned. If VAR is in place and that game is overturned and it would still be 1-1. That penalty decision that John Beaton made killed Elgin off. They were already a bit flat after conceding that late equaliser, but as soon as that penalty was awarded, Mm -hmm. that was them done and dusted. Beaton made a huge error there. I still can't see where the penalty was. Still can't. Marvin Bartley, who was on sports team, was like going, I I don't don't know where the penalty is. Watching the highlights, yeah. Simon Donnelly was on the sofa as well. I, I don't know where the penalty is. Doing the highlights. We were both gobsmacked. Neil McCann and Mick Kennedy were on sports scene last night as well. And they were saying? Can't believe that that's... That's a penalty. That's a penalty. Amy Irons was on. She couldn't believe it was a penalty. On the highlights. On the highlights, because I watched the highlights. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, John Bean got that wrong. He made a mistake. Huge mistake, in my opinion. And maybe my opinion is wrong, but it's not. Next one. That's us. Is that V-A-R-W-T-F? It is, and, uh, you know, as we mentioned, intern Callum is leaving, and but he's not leaving us completely because he's actually left me a present, okay? A gift. A gift. And I've got some of them in front of me here. 
Could you just briefly describe what you've left me? Of course. I thought the best thing I could give you when I'm not here anymore is a soundboard of short clips of you and Cameron saying stupid things. Okay. <laughs> like this. Pump you like you've never been pumped before. <laughs> like that, for example. Or maybe something like... I live in Falkirk. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know... That's going to bring him down. <laughs> There's loads of them. There will be a pumping tomorrow. <laughs> pump you like you've never been there will pumped be a before <laughs> tomorrow. Pump you like you've never there been pumped before tomorrow. There will be a pumping tomorrow. There will be a pumping tomorrow. Uh-huh. That's one of my favourite ones. Yeah. And the real radio football phone with Alan Ruff. <laughs> Uh-huh, it's the real football yeah, phone in with good. you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. There will be a pumping tomorrow. <laughs> so, I've got lots of them. Who do you think you're with your Primark jumper on? <laughs> I'm going out for a walk with his Rottweiler. <laughs> Mad Dog's 50 kilos. <laughs> I've said all that shit on the podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. I thought Euro Disney was pish. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. See when you look at that squad on paper. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> Just remarkable. <laughs> There's loads of them, honestly. I've got, I've got so many of them. Oh, it's Very amazing. good. Very oh, good. it's so bad. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> A what? <laughs> Mad Dog's 50 kilos. There will be a pumping tomorrow. <laughs> so listen, I've got loads of these and they'll continue to be played uh-huh. uh, throughout the season here on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, we posted on our Twitter page at Big Football Scott which footballers, managers, referees, pundits would feature if Scottish football were a farm for the second week in a row. We've had a record amount of shouts in for this and thank you for taking the time to do so even if some of your suggestions were absolutely honking. Here are some of the best and worst. Remember, Ewan Cameron, you need to pick a winner. Are you ready? Yeah. Ricky Lambie. From Chris M. <laughs> Scott Old MacDonald. Had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on that farm he had a cow, E-I-E-I-O, with a... Moo moo. There, and a... Moo moo. There, everywhere a... Moo. Everywhere a... Moo. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Liam Chicken Cooper. Liam That's Chicken Mar- Cooper. Mark Thompson, a chicken Liam Coop- Cooper? Who's Liam, Liam Cooper. Cooper? Plays with Scotland, the centre half. Oh, Leeds. 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 Uh, Duncan Shearer, that's from Andy the Photo Doctor. Duncan Uh, Shearer? Oh, you shear your sheep. Ah, you do. Uh, Ryan Cow, uh, Zach Mudden, that's from Michael. Uh, Zach Mudden? Zach Mudden. Yeah, Zach Rudden. Mudden. Rudden? What's Mudden got to do with a farm? Mud. You'd have mud on a farm. Oh, pigs like to roll in them. Yeah. Uh, Hatchery Butcher? No. No. Rangers a cow Rangers a cow like a Jersey cow oh god uh, <laughs> Morris Malpasture <laughs> Scare Crow and Coil that's from John McCormack as well uh, Kelly Rooster Pierre Van Hoy Donkey <laughs> uh, you don't get a donkey on a farm uh, telling you right now you will not get a donkey on a farm okay uh, I've been mean a donkey farm but it's not a farm because it's just donkeys in it do you, have you ever seen those adverts on during the day for the donkeys? It's not good. It's not good. But I need to take issue with it, right? Because it says the worst thing you can do to a donkey is not break its legs, but break its heart. I'm like, well, no, it'd be worse if you broke its legs. Yeah. It would be ultimately worse if you broke a donkey's legs and breaking its heart. And it's just sad donkeys with flies on them and stuff. And they're like, give us five pounds a month. The poor donkeys. Why are we here? Bertie Old MacDonald had a farm. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on that farm he had a chicken, E-I-E-I-O, with a... And a... He had a... 
Peanut. Oh, McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. That's from Robbie George Barley from John McLeod. Uh, Stevie Clark's famous speech, Baba Rangers, Baba Celtic. <laughs> that's from Brian Stalker. Uh, you in Cameron. You, that's a baby. You. Sheep. Sheep, yes. That's from Gregor Tennant and Steve C. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to say this one. Uh, real. Rei Rio Hatati. Rei Rio Hatati. What's Rei Rio? Rei Rio. <laughs> and on that farm he had a horse. E I E I O with a nee nee and a <laughs> everywhere a nee everywhere a <laughs> old McDonald had a farm. E I E I O. Scott Urarfield. That's from Twitch. Scott Urarfield. Urarfield. Right. That's, that's, that's not that's bad. Good. Quite like that. Uh, Dung Fernland. Yes. Uh, that's that's from, the winner. Dung. Uh, from Hoofhearted. Uh, <laughs> Bob Mal- Malcolm Bainhall Harvester from Crikey G. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, Kirk Broadfoot and Mouth Disease <laughs> from Sam Miller. Uh, Farm Broth. From the Tartan Cyclist. Uh, Borna Baharasic from Callum Sinclair. Shoot Cattlewell from Craig B. Alex Plowry <laughs> from Mikko. Uh, Bobby Midden from Hey RFC. I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the Chaduri. <laughs> there was also another one and I think it was I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the Ki Sung Young, which was quite good. That's uh, from Johnny Mac. Uh, Stephen Whitaker uh, from Alex Wilson. Kemar Hoof from Snus Hiddink. Uh, David Clarkson's farm. E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm he had no, no, a peg. No, 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 no. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. That it's one. a farm. No, nah, McDonald. Uh, Paul Gascoink, <laughs> uh, Cocker Doodle Doree from Jamie, Mother Wellies <laughs> from Tony Malone, Pigsty Ferry from Simon, and Ali Muck Oist, Muck Oist from Jamie Brenham. Who have we got the winner of the day? Um, I quite like the um, Baba Rangers, Baba Celtic. Yeah, that was good. We'll give, we'll give that. That's Brian Stalker. Well done to you. You've won this week. But some amazing shows in there. Well done. And for next week's podcast, we want to hear your suggestions for a Scottish football or Valentine's Day. Examples include Love Street. We should have done that for the day. Yeah, but he's all over the place. He's not caring. He's checked out weeks ago. Um, Seal with a loving Chris Doolin. <laughs> Jesus. Joe Love Joe Loveheart Airdrie 3 Dunfermline 4 Court Flowers <laughs> Alexandro Bernabe XOXO Bernabe Bernabe yep Scottish Premature Ejaculation <laughs> and of course Randy Halliday <laughs> keep your eyes on our Twitter page at Big Football Scott for the post and we'll put up your suggestions next week on the show as well. So there we are. We're rapidly reaching the end for producer uh, for intern Callum, I should yeah, say. Intern Callum's intern. days exactly. as producer of the shortcomings. Actually, just got a few minutes left. Thank God for that. Yeah, I know exactly. We can get somebody decent in. Yes, yeah, exactly. Somebody was talking about bringing a Falkirk fan in. Oh God, well that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely not. Uh, before we do go, though, we have to talk about what's happening in America at the moment. And I, don't, I don't mean the Super Bowl. I mean the fact that we're being invaded. Oh, UFOs? The UFOs. So, four mysterious objects have been shot down over America. Yeah. No one knows what they are. Correct. But you and Cameron, give us answers. What's happening? Well, I mean, I've, I've said regularly over the years that I'm a believer. And I believe that UFOs exist. I believe that aliens exist, and I think they've been visiting our planet for many, many years, many centuries. I actually think that we're an experiment. I think that the aliens are keeping an eye on us, and I think they're coming back right now to see what's going on, and the Americans are shooting them down, and we could be having an Independence Day-like moment in our life very, very soon. My sister has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> sort of remix of the X-Files. I, do, I do believe in UFOs would be, to be serious. I do think that we are definitely not the only intelligent life in the universe. And we, were, we are getting visited by alien life forms. Now, I'm not suggesting for a second that Americans are shooting down spaceships. So I'm not sure that's what's happening here. But it is rather interesting that they haven't yet said what it is or what they think it is. Their official quote is this, we're keeping an open mind. Hold on a minute, you're shooting down something you do not know what you're shooting down. Why are you shooting it down? Why are you actually going out there with your F-18s and shooting down objects you don't know what they are? Strange, but there's four. And I think that um, the time has come. As Mulder and Scully said, the truth is out there. Let me put this Under question to you. At Time Castle. No, it's not <laughs> the floodlights at Time Castle, you funny. Do you know what you'd say to the alien if he walked in the studio just now? Who do you think you're with your Primark jumper on? <laughs> and you know how you would maybe try and scare him? Mad Dog's 50 kilos. <laughs> I guess your initial reaction would be something along these lines. Just remarkable. <laughs> you know what Joe Biden said to the his military when they spotted something in the sky? That's going to bring him down. <laughs> yeah. And you know what the aliens said when they were like, "Oh no, stop shooting us! Just stop it." <laughs> Do you think at some point in our sleep we've been probed? <laughs> there will be a pumping tomorrow. <laughs> and that's just about it from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And that is it. Thank you as always, you and Cameron. Thank you, mate. And a huge thank you to you for listening, as always. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast and keep an eye on our socials for a Scotch football or Valentine's Day. And we'll be back next week at the usual time with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. And we'll have a brand new producer as well, intern Callum. It's been a pleasure. Godspeed. God bless. God bless. Go and join your friends in the sky. And don't get shot down by the US military and then probed by Ewan Cameron and his 50 kilo dog. Bye bye. <laughs>